Are you blessed or are you cursed with a strong imagination and a spiritual thirst? Do you wanna confide about the darkness inside? Come and talk about it on Self Worst. Welcome back to Self Worst. I'm Brad Pearson. Uh, been away for a while. I feel like I keep uh, doing this, uh, you know, making a couple episodes, disappearing, making a couple episodes, and uh, being like, uh, oh, welcome back, uh, you know, been away. Uh, but, you know, this is just, uh, this is how it is. This, you know, uh, being that uh, we're in the end times, uh, my creativity just isn't um, what it was, you know, not always keeping up on the uh, biweekly schedule, sue me. Um, this week we are talking to Cooper Reif. Uh, he mostly is here to talk about his new film, Shithouse, which he wrote, directed, starred in, helped edit, uh, did everything. He's only 23. The kid's a prodigy. Um, it's, it was just, it's so crazy, uh, talking to somebody, uh, who is, uh, so uh, talented and driven and I think probably the youngest person who's been on this show um, and who's done so much uh, already um, just just incredible just a just a really cool and and a really genuine uh, sweet guy as well um, you know I, I I feel like a lot of people who are uh, as intensely uh, talented and driven as he is uh, at such a young age tend to be um, you know, kind of shitty on, on other fronts, but he is not. He's a good-ass dude, and uh, we had a nice talk. Um, I feel like I talked too much during this interview. Um, I got I, I, I drank a Red Bull before and got a little hyphy and was, was blabbering on. Um, I don't know. Look, I'm rusty. I haven't been doing this much lately. I'm not really good at this anyway. You know, like if you've been with me through the 70 plus episodes, uh, you know that I'm not uh, amazing at any of this. Uh, and this show sucks. No, I'm not going to. You know what? I'm not going to bring that energy to this episode. Um, our guest would not like that. Uh, he is he is a very positive guy. So we're going to try and keep the spirits very positive. Um, Shithouse. Uh, is a, uh, a a nice, sweet coming of age story about uh, a young college freshman um, who's having a hard time adapting to his new life away from home and a uh, hard time making friends and socializing. Uh, and he meets uh, his name's Alex. He's the protagonist, played by Cooper, and uh, he meets uh, the very uh, intense and mysterious and brooding and cool uh, Maggie along the way and uh, they have this connection and the film goes from there um, and it's it's really just it's a it's a great movie um, I saw it uh, back in the you know just like the last couple of days of, of normalcy uh, before the lockdowns uh, down in Texas and um, I was, I was very impressed. I, I, I really liked it. And uh, it's coming out uh, this Friday, October 16th, on uh, Video On Demand uh, in select theaters, if, if that's what you want to. Um, I'm not, you know, I, look, it's on Video On Demand. Um, and it's, it's, it's being released by IFC. It's going to be on Amazon Prime, all of that. So um, look it up. You know, watch a, watch a nice movie. Watch something nice that's about good things for a minute. Yo, that to yourself. Um, that's about all I have for an intro, I guess. Um, I've been all right, I guess. You know, I've been, you know, I don't know if you, if anybody listened to the mini-sodes where I'm having kind of a meltdown. I have meltdowns. These are just things that happen. And life moves on. And you freak out. And, you know, you, you, you process it. And then, you know, you, you get up and you got to put clothes on and go to work the next day. Um, this, this is just what we're dealing with. Um, so that's it for me. Uh, let's go to the interview with, uh, with our, with our boy, with, with our, our, our special boy. We're all very proud of him. Uh, Cooper Reif. Yes, Brad. I'm so excited to talk to you. Hey man. How you been? How you been since we met in person once? Um, how, how, how have you been since then? It's been a uh, exciting summer. 
Yeah. I, um, things have really fucking sucked, but I, things were, Corona, like, helped out the movie, so that's been a nice thing, but I don't know, I'm s- still in a room experiencing things, so it sucks. Yeah. It was weird, like, we were down there for what was supposed to be, uh, South by, um, and that I think is the last movie that I actually saw in a theater. Um, was crazy. was Shithouse your movie? Um, I'm so sorry. Isn't that weird? <laughs> no, I mean That's... it was a good movie. It's a good way to go out, I guess. You know, so like, um, yeah, yeah. So, so long ago, it, it was a good. Yeah, I saw. Uh, it was like Parasite, Uncut Gems, and Shithouse. So was, that was like <laughs> not bad. That's not a bad uh, way to go That's out a on, great, on theaters. That's a great lineup. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and, and I remember being there and like, uh, you know, things had just started to get weird and we were both just like, oh, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have come down here. <laughs> we were both just right. like weird holding pattern of like, oh fuck, like, oops. Um, and I met somebody there and I, sh- I, I just sort of instinctively put my hand out to shake hands with him and he just like grabbed my hand and we just like shook hands and then we were both just like just made this like, face no. at each other like what did we just do like oh no yeah. and that's the last handshake i've ever <laughs> received um and yeah we both just like instantly just sanitized our hands I, I think i um had i somehow had a bottle of sanitizer on me um because it was like one of the last ones before like the huge shortage um so i, I managed to at least have that and was like okay cool at least at least we have this but yeah, I imagine it's been a summer of mixed emotions with uh, your movie coming out, uh, you know, in the midst of uh, a, a global crisis and, um, you know, it's it's big debut getting sort of uh, kneecapped uh, by this whole big disaster. Uh, what was that like? Um, it was, I mean... When I just think about Shithouse, I'm just so excited and grateful and every day is the best. Like, it just feels so lucky that, um, but it feels like a separate thing from what's happening in the world. Like, I, when I think about anything else that doesn't have to do with Shithouse, it's like, oh, things are um, bleak. So it's like a nice escape. And I'm, but I don't know, it's hard because people are asking so much about how do they relate to each other? I'm like, I don't want them to, I don't want to think about them and uh, together because, or like fuse them because one is like in this box and one is in this box. And I like kind of feel like I choose how to, uh, what I want to deal with. And normally it's just, I don't want to deal with the real stuff, but, but I, I, it's been, uh, I think Corona was really, really great for shit house just because I, when South by Southwest got canceled, the uh, filmmaking community kind of wrapped their arms around those movies that like lost their big opportunity. And so it just kind of uh, like right after it got canceled, IndieWire called me and they were like, let's talk about how you're feeling. And they did this article that was so nice about like this, basically just saying like these people missed out on so much and uh it just like gave the movie a lot of attention and um, yeah. So I, and also I think it's nice that it's releasing during Corona at, because I think people have time to like really dive into a movie. And I think shit house is a movie that requires you to kind of meet it where it is. And I think people have that time and energy to, to do that, which is nice. So yeah, Corona and shit house can work well together at times, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, speaking of shithouses, that is one of the main uh, modes of, of transmission, apparently, is, of, you know, public bathrooms. So, uh, you know, you yeah. careful. Um, but uh, talk a little bit about uh, shithouse and, um, you know, give us give us a little uh, just broad strokes about uh, what the movie is and how it came into uh, uh, fruition. Uh, shithouse. I made a movie my sophomore year over spring break with two friends and uh, Where was this? this was at Occidental in Los Angeles, like Eagle Rock area. And I, we didn't know, I didn't know what I wanted the movie to be about, but I knew I was going to film something over spring break. And then uh, it got closer and closer to spring break. And I was like, what am I going to write about? And uh, I was at college and we were going to have to film on the campus. So I was like, I'll just make it about college. 
and it ended up just being about the pain of leaving home and growing up and and then just this relationship with this girl that I had at the time who was acting in the movie with me so I just like kind of made it uh, pretty autobiographical and then from there I put it on YouTube I tweeted the link to Jay Duplass of the Duplass brothers and he somehow watched it and or had the time I guess and so he and his wife liked it and we got lunch and from there we didn't talk right away about making it into another like a, a movie with actual professionals and more than three people but it kind of got to that place after a couple meetings um and then the, mo the movie like shifted a ton and it became like less and less autobiographical and more about just college and uh alex the main character kind of became more of uh a character that helped shine a light on uh, what college is and what it means to like leave home and grow up and the and maggie kind of changed and so it, I think things changed, but I think the special intimate quality of that first movie like stayed intact. And yeah, but yeah, that's the, that's the journey. Yeah, uh, you were you were how old when you made the first short? I was 20, 20, uh, 20 wow. Yeah, and then I was twenty two when I made Shit House. So that you were twenty. That so like Nas was twenty when he made Illmatic. So you were like right about that age. That's that's yes. a pretty like that's that's a um. I mean, I don't know even where I was at when I was 20, but like, uh, you know, I saw the movie and it, it, I did relate to Alex quite a lot. Um, I actually, I related, I found both characters, uh, Alex and Maggie, both very relatable at different times in my life. Yeah. Cause, um, I, I did the same sort of thing. I moved off to college and I remember like the first night when my family was moving me to, uh, Minnesota to go to school, uh, just like blubbering in the car with my mom, and just being like, I can't go to school. I'm so scared, and you know, just yeah. just being a real bitch about it, and um, and and every subsequent time I would go home for Christmas or a visit or whatever, like uh, driving on the way back and just like crying the whole six hours back up to Minnesota, just like just like crying and driving, you know, just, it, it, you know, it, it's hard. It's a hard fucking transition. I don't care what anybody says. Um, it's and no one like prepares you for like, it, it's just, it's weird that no one really prepares you really for that. Like first night under the, the new ceiling. Like it's just, it's just bizarre and so intensely painful. And also for the parents to just like leave you there. Like yeah. I can't imagine what that's like. And so, yeah 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 and, and it's it's something that you know i'm glad people uh make are making movies about and you know and and i i think i went to film school too and and uh things got there were a lot of people who were critical of projects that were too autobiographical that was just like you turn in a script that's just like literally like verbatim you talking like shooting the shit with your friends at like a college party yeah. or something um but it's also like what are you supposed to make you're like a right. 20 year old uh growing up in america like middle class like what are you supposed to make a movie about like fucking lebanon or some shit like you know like <laughs> right. it's it's your experience and and you know the collaborative nature of film uh as you're working with with jay like helps it blossom into something that's a little bit more universal and a little bit more like relatable and not so um what's the word uh uh solipsistic right yes yeah no that that the first movie was very uh like solipsistic it was like very uh um i don't know though like there like i was always outside of my head because i it was about this relationship that i had and she, uh, madeline who I was in a relationship with, like was reading the script and always always had like her opinions about like, I'm not saying that, or I want to include, <laughs> I want to include this part. So it always felt like, and the movie is about coming outside of yourself to like figure out like what, not what uh, you want, but like what's there. And like, I, so yeah, I think that was the kind of the nature of the movie and that's what it worked out well that way. Um, but but yeah, it also helped to make Alex and the, the shit of the from transitioning from the sh the small movie to 
a still small movie, but shit house. I made Alex kind of like, I tried to keep him as far away from me as I could at times, just so I didn't feel like precious about uh, how I was coming across. Cause I really wanted to not be worried about how I was being portrayed. I wanted to like have that distance. Yeah. I think that's what helped make it more relatable. How ultimately are you um, similar to Alex versus how are you different from him? I think my, my insides freshman year are like Alex embodied. Like I, what I was kind of pushing down is like Alex is just right up close to the pain of leaving home and growing up. And I drank a lot my freshman year. I was like a lot like the roommate. And I, I also was like Maggie. Like I ghosted people and like, I don't know. I just, Alex is the most sensitive version of myself that is dealing with the pain in such a way that's making him paralyzed. And he's like very harsh on people who are just trying to survive and endure. And I, uh, and I, and I relate to that big time, but I, I try, I hope I'm not as annoying as Alex is. Like, yeah. and I hope I'm more, more much mature than he is to know that like people are just trying their best here. And like, it's, it's his fault that, things aren't happening the way that he wants them to happen and like he's not taking care of himself at all and I think I tried to my freshman year like take care of myself so I think that's different than me but um the the extreme nature of Alex I just really relate to super hard but even with Maggie like her extreme nature I relate to super hard so um even though they're such different people raised in such different homes too yeah um who do, who do you think you're more similar to now Mm, that's a great question i think now i'm a little bit more like maggie probably mm. because i uh yeah i don't know i'm like i'll always like cry like i'm a big crier mm. but like so i guess that's like alex but um maggie is just uh really into um I don't know. I think Corona, especially like you're just like forced to be pretty independent and like make sure you're doing okay. And, and you can't just like, I don't like let myself get to a place like Alex. Like I turn, I shut it off more and I've like realized that that's important like to adapt. Yeah. So I think I'm like Maggie in that way. Uh, for, for the listener, um, without giving too much away about the movie, can you sort of describe both of the characters, Alex and Maggie, so, so that they know what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex is uh, a freshman, and Maggie is a sophomore, his sophomore RA, and Alex is just having a horrible time. He has, like, zero friends. And he uh, Maggie's kind of crushing college, but she's also um, dealing with her own things, and... Uh, her turtle dies and um alex kind of comes in because she's wanting some company that night and they like have this night together and that's where everything goes but um yeah alex is very sensitive dude who uh is just not playing the game at all and maggie is like incredible at the game like alex had a safety net for 18 years and was and then got to college and didn't have it and it just like paralyzed him i think and then Maggie never had that safety net. So she got to college and nothing really changed. So she was just kind of thriving in a way. Right. And um, when they meet, it's like, they just feel like, I think they just feel like they need to spend time together because they're so intrigued. And like, I think they take care of things within each other that need to be taken care of. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I, I remember watching it and, and relating a lot more to the Maggie character at the time watching it and just being like oh my god like this like he's so annoying like why is he yeah like, dude like like let it go like you're, you're <laughs> like i'm sorry dog like this shit will happen like you're gonna get you know you're gonna get crushed you're gonna get your heart broken you're gonna get ghosted like this is part of it and you're just gonna have to deal with it but the only reason that i had that insight was by living it so right. like going yeah. back and getting into that headspace of just this young, innocent, um, sensitive uh, boy. I mean, he's a boy, you know, he's, yes. he's really like he's a child in a lot of ways um, was it was a real trip. It was a real um, 
you know, just sort of memory lane kind of uh, experience. I, when I first started going to college, uh, I didn't even drink. Um, and so that was just like a huge fucking um, just social hobble, you know? Yeah. And I remember uh, like I wasn't like, straight edge necessarily um you know I, I didn't have the x's on my hands i didn't listen to hardcore i wasn't straight edge with a capital s you know like it wasn't official but i didn't drink i didn't do drugs um and i started getting to where like i was getting upset when my friends and my peers were doing it right and you know and like it would bother me and like i talked to like the school counselor and was saying something to the effect of like, you know, like if I act like this, it seems like I'm being really like judgy. And he sort of like nodded and was like, yeah, you kind of are. And I was, I didn't expect <laughs> yeah. that. I was just like, oh shit, like, fuck. Like I, I th you know, cause I thought he was supposed to just like, uh, tell me it, like I was right. <laughs> but he, was, <laughs> yeah. he was just sitting there just being like, no, nah, you're being kind of, you're being kind of a bitch yeah. about this. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think I really, I needed to hear that from, from right. somebody from like a neutral party um, to just be like, maybe you can relax. Maybe you can just kind of go with the flow a little bit more and stop trying to cling to this world that, you know that you were used to and that gave you comfort but is obviously not jiving with what's happening anymore and you're just right. going to have to let go and that was scary but like i'm really glad i did well everyone has to and it's it's or i mean you know what some people don't but like i it's 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 being okay with being independent of someone like i think when you're when you leave home it's like you're by yourself but because you're with a family you have this uh, you're inclined to uh, like fuse and and you the judgment comes from like not thinking you're owed something but uh, just being okay with uh, not having control of another person or like having a, a, any say whatsoever like you're just in charge of you and it, it is the most selfish time of your life and like uh that was really, really hard for me too, because I wanted, uh, I always want to like take care of people and like be there for people. And, um, and it was hard to like realize that no one wanted me to be there for them because that was the nature of like going to college for that first year. Like you don't, um, you're like, get the fuck away from me. Like you're, yeah. I'm, I'm throwing up and I'm having my exorcism. Don't talk to me. But I like wanted to be like, I want to, this could be a nice moment here. Like I, uh, yeah, I, I totally relate to that. And I think everybody does, or I mean, not everybody, but certain people do relate to that uh, controlling thing, especially people who like, I think had close family members. I don't know if you did, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I'm close with my, you know, immediate family and, um, and was really close with, you know, just had a really tight knit group of friends back home too. you know, who I, I left all of them. And, you know, it, it, it was, you know, I'm from this small town where uh, I'd say 90% of everybody has subsequently left. Um, I only right. know a handful of people who are still there now. But uh, at the time, I was one of the first people to leave. And mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, it felt like there was this whole life that I had left behind. Um, that And just know, having and to was, start start over it's like what like it's hard you, you know to, and i've yeah. done it twice now i moved uh to minnesota from nebraska and then i moved to new york from uh minnesota and each time i go back uh there's sort of a diminishing returns like you know the, there's like there's that comfort and familiarity and you know where all the things are um and it feels like a return to a simpler time you know it feels like now I don't like I go back and I don't have to worry like it, it, it's like it undoes um, all of the stress and bad relationships and disappointments and bad jobs and stuff that you've that you've experienced since you went back or since you since you got away. Um, but it doesn't really, you know, it, 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 it's still all there. Right. Um, and also each time you go back, I don't know if you have this experience, but like 
this and that place is gone this and that person has moved away and like you know like now this place is a, is like a starbucks this like bar you used to like or whatever is is just gone now and like everything's like it's it's just warps a little every time you go back and it it just starts to feel like oh this isn't this isn't that place for me anymore right yeah, well, also, it's just like, I, I have, I've had the experience where I think as soon as I realize, okay, I am divorcing myself from my family members, I think I knew, and it's what's happened is it, it just, my relationship with them now is cringy. Like, it's just, it the way that we relate to each other now just does, it feels awkward. And it feels like we're forcing things. And that's just, the, and you go through that because that's your parent who like put you to bed and like you have that thing that you always want to be uh, you never want to not have a relationship with you, these family members that you were close to but um I don't know it's so hard and weird and like I I wouldn't trade going back and visiting home but I just I sometimes really hate it because it just feels like it's nothing like it used to be and it the way that we're related to each other now just feels uncomfortable and we're don't know what we're doing and we're like dancing around certain things and just like I don't like it I don't like being home but obviously I still want to go back each time because I do love them so much but it's, yeah. it's hard yeah there's um there's a really sweet moment where the um the mother uh um gives kind of gives the go-ahead to yeah. to Alex just like go kid like you gotta just like you gotta just move and go and and that's you know um a hard moment for her too and it must be for every parent to just like let that you know let your kid let your little baby uh go out into the world and get some scars and you know that's that has to be a hard letting go process but i mean you know much like the choice you make when you're young um to uh, get out there and change the paradigm um, and and get out of your comfort zone, you have to look at what happens if you don't, you know? Right. Like, I, I looked around on campus at the kids who were, like, refusing to grow up, and they were, um, well, a lot of them were conservative. <laughs> a lot of them were uh, just, like, not real fun, weren't making interesting work, and were, like, weirdly, I don't know, just, like, really into disney movies i don't know what it is with like full-grown people who are like really into like disney musicals there's there's something yeah. creepy about it right yes um yeah and you know and the same case happens with like parents who refuse to acknowledge uh, acknowledge that their child has grown it gets right. fucking weird it gets like yes. Bates motel kind of shit like it's yeah it's bad yeah yeah no i <laughs> yeah there's also just uh a, cl a clinging that I with Alex I wanted to show he's as soon as he finds someone there's a I know a lot of people like when I was thinking about because oh, I said I know everyone has to do it but then I was thinking not everyone does because there are certain people who I know who their freshman year of college they got into a relationship and they're still in that relationship and it's like uh and it's conservative they were are conservative too like I, I just you don't there's a there's some people that I think don't go outside of that comfort zone and, um, and watching it is painful to watch. So you're like, yeah, so you're like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's so true. But also to talk about that scene, I think the other thing people don't talk about with parents is not only are they like, it's hard to let them go, but it's, it's, I mean, they're human beings who like have connections and uh, it's hard to like, realize that oh i'm i'm losing my buddy like that person that person's not going to be my buddy anymore and maybe like i know a lot of kids aren't friends with their parents but even the way that you guys relate to each other as parents and kids like that's a relationship and losing that is so hard especially when you're not about to enter into a new phase like your parents are kind of their life is especially if they like have a younger sibling it's like the only thing that's changing is you're gone. But like for the kid, what's changing is you've got a zillion strangers around you who you like are going to maybe be friends with, maybe not be friends with. So all these things are opening up for you. But for the parents, it's just 
I'm letting go of this relationship really. And I have so much empathy for that. And I think that so many parents are so strong that they're just like, are holding in the the sadness. And they're like, you gotta go. Like, I'll be the leader here and like, let you go. But deep down, I'm like, fuck me, this, I, I don't, it's so hard to say goodbye always. And I'm and the fact that you're saying goodbye and not like saying hello to anything new, whereas like your kids most definitely are, is just, it's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew with my parents, like there was a big, cause my sister was still at home, uh, when I went off to college and then, uh, a couple of years later, uh, she followed me to the same school. Um, so like, it was, it was cool. Cause like, you know, not, like now I do have family here and like, you know, like my, my, my kid sisters here. And, um, so it, that brought us closer together, a lot closer together, uh, me and my sister. Um, but then my parents were empty nesters and, you know, I, I think they dealt with it the best they could, you know, it's, um, it's, that must be a huge, hard transition. Um, they didn't immediately retire, but they were like, they were both still working and shit after that. But then they just like came home to this big house and all they had was just like each other. And then, and, and, and I think, uh, I think the family dog was still there too. So like they had that and like, it was just, it, it must've yeah. been so fucking weird. Um, but I, I probably didn't think about that a whole lot cause I was, you know, fucking selfish, no. you know, 22 year old you- kid. Well, not just because you're selfish, because you have to, you, that's what, I, that's, that's what the movie to me is, is just like, Alex is someone who isn't thinking about that. And he's like really harsh with people who aren't, but Maggie, like, is like, that's what we do. That's like what you have to do to, yeah. in order to just like s- survive. Like if you don't, if you do what Alex does, you're going to be paralyzed. Like you can't think about your parents being at home alone because that is paralyzing. Yeah. And like, when the mom when mom alex's mom says like go it's like he he's gonna like cry and stuff but like he's now gonna move forward and there's there we do that flash forward i was like very sure like i'm there's no talk of mom mom's not gonna be in this flash forward sequence it's like they're that's in the past like not that they're never gonna see each other again but that relationship and how close they were is never gonna happen again and um and i didn't even want to have any sort of nod like is he there's it's just not there and like that's good and yeah. even though it's like when you think about it he just goes home to his his apartment and there's just pictures of his mom everywhere <laughs> <laughs> right yeah that would be terrible and no character development there but no yeah i i i i think when we say like oh kids are selfish it's like that exactly like that's it is the most selfish time of your life for a reason because you have to what we ask kids to do just to start a new life by themselves is really hard. Yeah. And in order, in order to do that, you have to turn certain things off in your brain in order to like actually create a good home, a good second home. That's true. I mean, you, you do have to, um, you do have to kind of remind yourself every now and again that like, you didn't fucking ask to be born, <laughs> you know, and like right. you, yeah. you get thrust into this world that you have to like go out and be an adult in and like, okay, like, you know, it, it's, um, eventually you're going to have to, yeah, go do that. Right. So yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a rough, it's a rough transition and it's a rough time. Um, in, in, I think everybody's life and, uh, you know, it, it, uh, the movie itself, I mean, it's, it's pretty low stakes, you know, it's, it's, um, it's just a bunch of, you know, kids in college and, and there's no like real life or death thing to it, but that's what, that's what most of us go through, you know, it's just, yeah. there doesn't have to be fucking like dragons and, and shit like to make it into, uh, a, a big story with resonance you know it, it it's it's just um it's just regular life and that can be crushing enough especially if you're um an overly sensitive kid you know yeah it's hard yeah um it's hard it's probably a little before your time um i don't know if you've ever seen dawson's creek um but i ha- i haven't but i i know about it 
it might be interesting for you to watch. Um, disclaimer, it's not good. It's <laughs> um, it's very dated. It's very like, like kind of hacky writing. And it's, um, it's extremely distracting that James Vanderbeek looks like he's like 35 and he's like, keeps saying, <laughs> he keeps it like repeatedly says like pointedly in every episode, I'm just 15. I'm just, and it's just like, come on dog. Like, Right. You know, he has, he has like crow's feet and shit, but like <laughs> the character of Dawson um, has sort of a similar uh, approach to the world. There's this clinging that he's doing yeah. and um, the show, like I remember watching it a little bit when it was first airing and then uh, my girlfriend and I uh, started rewatching it on a whim because she'd never seen it. And we were just like, what's this about? You know, yeah. and, and it was just like, I don't know. Like, I watched it because I thought Katie Holmes was cute and, like, barely paid attention <laughs> to it. And then, like, kind of lost interest because it sucked. Um, but, like, going back to it now is just like, this show is incredibly puritanical because everything is about just him being so scandalized about right. his friends uh having sex and like drinking <laughs> right. and stuff and it's just it's just him just being like what do you mean you have sex and it's like uh we're teenagers like what do you what do you want you right. know um i i it, it's it's a weird it's it's funny to watch a character um be so baffled by a world that i'm now so used to you know right yeah 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 yes because but that's what in that's like such a major way but i think everyone's dealing with that in small ways like you're constantly even in your second home whatever you're constantly going out of that home and trying to figure out like who you are with this person outside of the home. And um, so I think we can all like, yeah, it's, yeah, life is crazy. And also just deciding like who you're going to spend all your time with is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's just, there's a lot of pressure on, on that. And that like the pressure of those first couple relationships uh, yeah. in high school, in, um, in early college, um where like maybe it's the first person you slept with maybe it's not but like it's it's like in that first uh i don't know that first round of relationships there's there's such i remember just feeling just like such a discomfort with all of it just being yeah. like i'm attracted to this person and then it was like instantly kind of a bummer because i was just like oh now they have to be like my girlfriend and i don't I didn't really want that, you know, like okay. it was, it was just like, it, that just made it, um, feel like, uh, like this big obligation and this big chore. And like, now we have to like be together for this amount of time or whatever. And then we're going to break up. And if we break up, I'll be sad. And like, you know, you just extrapolate this whole future out of it when like, I, I never understood, like, I never related to the people who were in their twenties who were just like, having fun and fucking up a storm like i i just just like i i wish i had <laughs> but like it just right. it just i i couldn't not overthink it yeah yeah it's it's uh paralyzing to not only have a fear of commitment but also have like a fear of like uh being like so non-committal that uh, you're just like floating <laughs> yeah like it's just so weird yeah it's figuring out how to be a human being it's like really uh, dense it's so cool that you um you basically you fired off just sort of a hail mary tweet at uh yeah. j duplass and he actually read it and and actually watched your movie um a good friend of mine did a did a, a very similar thing got himself uh hooked up at cartoon network by just like shooting off a tweet at, at jg quintel um <laughs> so like it's it's really cool to see um when that happens but um can you can you talk you touched on it a little bit can you talk a little bit more about that yeah uh i don't know what to say about it i i just i kind of i felt like i knew that he was going to see the tweet 
because he doesn't get like that many tags and i felt like his tags were on for sure mm -hmm. but uh i also like really timed it like what i thought was like a perfect time like it was noon on a saturday and um, i knew that he had kids and was probably like at the house and like maybe his kids were doing something and i get it turned out that 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 was exactly right and i knew that if he clicked on the link he would see that the establishing shots were of eagle rock which is where he i knew that he lived in that neighborhood so just I know one outside would, his I, house no right i like was stalkery but i didn't i didn't know where he lived but i knew right. from just interviews that he was in eagle rock and uh so i knew he'd be like oh it's in my neighborhood and then i just like hoped to death that he would keep watching and i think and he did so uh and it, the movie like shares i knew it shared sensibilities with like what he makes and what he cares about and i think he also related to uh, having a crappy freshman year in a way that I think everyone does, but I think he felt particularly uh, strong about his relationship to the main character, and that was really helpful too. So, um, yeah. Honestly, I don't know a single artist who's really worth a shit who didn't have a really hard time in their in their youth, either in their early 20s or in their teenage years, their adolescence, because that makes you in a, in yes. a big way you know yeah. I, I it, it's i it would be weird i think I, I i can maybe think of like one or two people who are like oh yeah i was just like a popular jock and never really questioned myself or um got bullied or or anything or or, or had a hard time or was or sad all the time you know because that's what i don't know what do you think? Is is it is it what is it chicken or the egg? Like is it are you a sensitive kid and then you have a hard time and then you become a good artist because of that or um are do you have a hard time because you're uh the 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 sensitive kid? Well, I think it's all about just having uh multiple perspectives. Like I think when you go through some kind of uh big pain you uh, are forced to kind of like reckon with that in a way that forces you to get inside uh, not just your own experience. Like you start thinking about, oh, I could do like this could have happened instead or this like you start coming outside of yourself. And I think the best art is just for, comes from people who are just constantly not just like, oh, I'm, I'm doing all what I'm doing. OK, I'll just write about like what you're saying about some of those people making movies in college where they're just like yeah it's just me shooting my shooting the shit with friends it's like that always comes from a place of i really want to make movies and what should i write about i'll write about this conversation i had like that is never going to be interesting to anyone because it's not trying to say anything like i think people who go through pain i don't think you have to go through pain to be a good artist but when you go through something and want to say something that's when good art comes out uh, that's good art comes from an experience like you have an experience you think about these things like different people in this experience and or how the experience could have gone a completely different way and you'd be a different person or uh what would happen what would have happened if i didn't go through that horrible thing and from that comes like different characters and different uh messages and um and uh a, a, and also just like a specific thing that and i think specificity is always makes the more uh, it's more universal when things are more specific so yeah i think it's it that's why kids in pain make good artists but if you sit in that pain that's not gonna be any fun either like no it's it not i be, can tell you <laughs> yeah well from experience like the kid like i think like sensitive like really sent I, I have some i know some sensitive artists who make really shitty art because they're just like in their little sensitive thing yeah and and i think uh that's not uh gonna be good ever <laughs> no i mean like yeah being being uh sensitive does not guarantee that you're going to um you know, thrive in, in any way as an artist. And in fact, at some point, you know, you do have to kind of, uh, get thicker skin. You do have to, um, uh, 
I mean, I, I, I hate to gender it, but, you know, grow a pair in some way yeah. because you, you're just going to have to like, uh, take, take criticism, understand that not everybody's going to get you. Not everybody's going to like you that in fact, you don't like everybody. So why should everybody like you, you know, yeah. and, and that's hard to do. And that's hard for, you know, like a sweet kid, like Alex, who has so much hope and positivity and wants to be this like nice, uh, good helper boy for everybody. Um, that's a hard transition to make, you know, yeah. and, and it's, it's interesting to, to, to watch the world, you know, kind of crush him, um, yeah. in a way, you know, but it's necessary. Yes. The world is crushing. It's a crushing place. It is. I don't know. Um, speaking of what is, um, what's next for you in, in, in the crushing world? Um, I don't know. I'm, I've, I've realized that it's a lucky window for me. So I'm just trying to say yes to everything that comes my way. Like I'm just trying to be open sure. to opportunities, but, uh, yeah, I'm working on some things. Cool. Um, so the, when does the movie, uh, drop and, and where let's, let's do all the plugs about that. October 16th. Okay. This Friday, uh, some theaters, but I, it's going to be on VOD and, uh, like it'll be on Amazon prime. It'll be on Apple TV, like YouTube TV, like all, all the voodoo, like all that stuff. And so I think that's how people should watch it unless they're in like a random city that it happens to be playing in. Cause there are some theaters across the country, but, um, like I'm in LA and I don't think there's going to be an LA theater that's going to play it. So yeah. all my friends are going to watch it on their on their laptops. Yeah, we're kind of at the point where like even going back to the theater is sort of iffy anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. in, in most places. Um so yeah, we're going to um we'll put your socials and stuff uh, if you want to if you want to drop those um in, in in the show notes and and you know, I'm sure you'll you'll be talking about the release date uh about all of that stuff too. Um Perfect. So you're you're what uh coop myself on on Instagram? Yes, coop underscore myself. It is uh, a play on poop myself. Um, I understand. Yes. I got that. Uh, my girlfriend apparently didn't understand that joke, which I, I, I can't believe <laughs> she's like the queen of poop jokes. Um, so, um, and yeah, uh, you have a Twitter? Uh, yes, Cooper Rife Two is Sweet. Twitter. Yeah. All right, man. Um, well, uh, it's it's a really it's a really just lovely, um, just nice slice of life life film. Um, I don't know, man. It's it, it's it's just pretty impressive pretty remarkable that you put together such a um such a uh thoughtful uh, uh reflective work um you know in 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 such a in such a short time i mean like i was a, a complete dipshit at your age so you know it's it's, it's really cool man um and uh thank you I, so much i encourage everybody to uh, go check out that movie thank you Thanks for talking to me. Many thanks once again to Cooper Rife. Um, cool ass dude. Let's, you know, let's all go see that movie. Let's all go see it collectively on the internet, on our own sofas, in our own apartments. Um, and let's let the language of film bring us together once more. Huh? Does that sound nice? Um, so uh, Cooper mentioned his, his socials on there. We're going to have him in the show notes. Um, so if you're unsure where to uh, find it, I'm sure he's going to post about it, uh, where, where to see the movie. Um, and, 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 uh, and do that. Go see it. Um, I'm shilling for this movie, um, not because I'm being paid to or because I have any kind of incentive to, but because I want to see a dude like this do well in the world. And I want to see, I want to see this, I want to see this turn into a big thing. I feel like this guy is going to be really, um, if, you know, if you didn't know him before the show, you're going to know him soon. He's going to be big. He's going to be famous. And, uh, and it's, it's going to be, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird when he's, when he's like a star and, and I'm, I'm like, Hey, remember when we did that podcast? And he's like, no. Um, anyway, um, Thanks once again to him uh, for talking and uh, thank you for listening. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, hope everybody is uh, holding out in these the last few weeks 
of civilization in America uh, before the election. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, here we go. Here we go. That's that's what I keep thinking uh, every time I, I'm reminded that it's, you know, there's, there's, we're counting down uh, 20 days or whatever uh, until the election. Uh, but you know what? I don't even want to, you know what? I don't even want to fucking open that can of worms. Fuck all of that shit. We know all that shit's going on. Um, but like, what do we got to do? Uh, vote, whatever. Fucking vote. I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit anymore. Um, thanks to Shea Bartel for doing the music. Um, he wrote the theme song. Well, I, we co-wrote the theme song. I need to give my, you know what? I need to, uh, give myself credit where credit is due. I wrote the theme song with Shea Bartel. He did all the music stuff, but, uh, you know, I had something to do with it too. And, uh, so there, um, patreon.com slash self worst. Um, you know, I know all of us are just flush with cash right now and looking, uh, new places to uh, invest and spend money. Um, so take some of, uh, your, your abundant money and, uh, uh, help fill my coffers, patreon.com slash self worst. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll maybe get some bonus content and some gratitude and whatever. Uh, you're supporting a, a young, uh, creative 36 year old dickhead. Um, so, uh, that's it. I think, uh, Selfworst at Gmail. Uh, send any uh, uh, notes, threats, whatever uh, to me there. And um, until next time, go out and fail. It's good for you. Bye.